0: We're learning Da'af Nun Hey. We're starting right from the bottom of Nun Dal and the two dots. Where the Mishnah said, "Not al Damim the bottom line, so it said he took he took the he takes the blood from the person who had been stirring it. He just finished the Keteres, and he goes back to the, the blood from the Par, and he brings it into the Kodesh Kodashim. And said he sprinkles it one time up and seven times below. And it said that he wasn't actually able to sprinkle it on the top of the Kaporets or below. But it was Khmatslev. So Khmatslev says, my Khmatslev. What does the mission mean that it was Khmatslev? Makhra of Yudha of showed everybody. Top of the name of You know, like somebody who's performing a whip. Like uh, Rashi explains they used to have. if someone who was kind of So there'd be someone from the bastion who would, you know, uh, whip him. So they used to do, uh, they would do one blow, one, one. Each one was below the other. So it would be like on the top, then lower, then lower, then lower, then lower. So Sotir the Kohen although here, when he's doing it, each, each each throw, each sprinkle that he does is, supposed to, is is a little bit lower than the one before it. So the Gemara now says that we're going to clarify where exactly he's throwing because we keep on just saying he does one on top and seven below. So what does that mean on top and below? So, so what, does it mean that it's actually hitting the Kapores? and saying that above means on top of the, the edge of the, of the Kapores and below means under the Kapores. Does it actually mean that? So the Gemara says, Tana maza la kapores. No, it doesn't mean... That he's actually getting the blood to touch the top of the kapars. Ella kineged over shakapars. It means that it's opposite the thickness of it. He's not actually getting the blood to come into contact with it. That's not the point here. The point is it's actually no, is actually going to fall onto the floor. But the point is when he when he's when he's throwing the blood when he's sprinkling it, it goes kineged at the top or kineged at the bottom. So now we see like an interesting thing that that that's like that because the pshutos shimaker would not be like that, right? The, the, the pshutos shimaker the choir would be that it's touching the kapores because it says just read the pasik it says he takes from the he's a bow and does with his fingers so we would think that maybe maybe it does so we're, we're going to see exactly as we go along further that how we know that it doesn't actually hit the the, the kapores okay so, anyways, so the Gemara, the Gemara, the Gemara now says, All it means when it's saying he should do on top and bottom, bottom, in the pasuk when he's sprinkling the one time on top, he's turning, he's turning his back of his hand down, so he's sprinkling, he's sprinkling in an upwards motion. That's the point. He's going, he's, he's doing an upward direct, an upward direction in his sprinkle. That's what mekiyim of the pasuk he should do it ala Kaporas. That, Kapurus, that he should do it on the caporas, that is fulfilled in the sense when he's doing a kineget opposite the Kapooras by, by turning his hand, the back of his hand backwards, and he's sprinkling in an upwards way. When conversely, when he's doing it down, then he turns the back of his hand up and sprinkles in a downward motion. That's what we mean. So we're not talking about where it's actually going to fall. The blood actually is going to fall onto the ground. But we're talking about the direction. That the sprinkling is going towards. So the Mar says monotomili, how do we know this, right? How do we know that we shouldn't inter- interpret the pasuk that way? Maybe when it says that pasuk emphasizes that it should go on the kapharis, it means on the kapparas itself, how do we know it just means in the direction that's opposite it? So the Mark explains a Amar It says by the psukim. so we're looking here at the pasuk that said not by the power, we're looking at the pasuk that said by the Sa'ir. So it says that he takes from the from the after Shachting the Serachata, Sasar Hashem, it says he brings the blood in to the base of Rechals, the of the Kosher Kadashim. So first the Pasch says that he should do with the blood to the tzayr, the way he does to the blood of the power. And it says, oso kapores, kapores. He should sprinkle it on the Kaporas and in front of the kapores. So here the Torah is talking about the sheva lamata. It emphasizes that it's lifne ha only in front of it. So, the reality is that the Torah didn't have to say, that he should do lefnei ha It didn't have to say v'chlal that he has to, by, by the satir, by the goat, that he's sprinkling the blood down in front of the kapares, the ones down, the government government of the power because anyways, how, how many does he do? It doesn't say in the passage, he does seven. It just says, for So how v'chlal do we know seven? So we're gonna learn that it's in a bride, so later that we learn it from the power. just by the power, it says that he does seven, on the mata, so too, here when it says that he, he's doing lethnei kapurus, so it means seven. Well, wait a second. If anyways, we're going to learn the number from the par, then why don't we just learn the whole thing from the par, right? So it says he does the way he does the par, and that's going to be the basis that he does seven. So why don't we just say that's the basis that he does bichlal, that he's doing it towards the bottom. So lama Nemar. so why bichlal does the Torah have to say that he sprinkles below when we're talking about the Sawyer? La couche al lifne. It must be that we're comparing the sprinkling that he's doing on the al to the to, to the sprinkling that he's doing lifne. Just as ma lifne delav al, just as the sprinkling that he does lifne, it's not actually touching the kapores because that's much from the Lushan of the words, right? Lifne kapores in front of it. It's, it's he's sprinkling it opposite it, but it's not actually touching the kapores. al also, ah, so too, when it says that he should sprinkle, when he's talking about by the sariah that he should sprinkle, and it says you should go on the kapores, it doesn't actually mean it's landing on the kapores. So that the, the Torah unnecessarily by the Sawyer wrote that he sprinkles below to teach... That, that, that to make a heckish between the sprinklings done below and the sprinklings done on top, just as the sprinklings done below, that it's lifting out Clearly, uh, lifting out implies that it's not touching the kapores. So too, the sprinkling that he does on top, even though the Lashon of the Pasuk was ala Kapurus, it actually doesn't mean literally that it's touching the kapores. About ten lines down here. So the Gemara says, no, Ad Rabbah, just to the, to, to the, to the opposite. Let's go back to the Pesukim that it says by the, by, by, by the, 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 the Pesukim Dalet it is when it talks about by the, by the par. It says in this Pesukim that when he's going, he takes from the, from the Dhamma par. So the Pesukim goes and it says that he goes inside. So first, let me just, in the beginning of the Pesukim, So he should be Mazah with his finger. So he should be Mazah with his finger. And then it says and lefnei he should do seven times. So we could say the opposite. It doesn't have to say the by the par that he should sprinkle on top. Because think about it. It doesn't say how many times he does it by the par. And how are we going to know how many times he sprinkles up by the par? We're going to learn from the amount that he does on top by the sar. By the sar the pasuk says specifically that it's one. That it's one. So here, by the ones that you do on top by the par, even though the puzzle doesn't say explicitly, we're gonna learn in the price are coming up that we learn that over here it's one osk. So once, anyways, I'm gonna learn the number. So why don't I just say that, that the Torah didn't have to bakla say by the par that he does it on top, and I'll learn that he does just like he does by the Tsar. The government, the I'm gonna learn from the ones that you do on top by the Tsar. So lamanem, why regarding the par, Does it have to say that he does par So maybe we'll say just the opposite of Joshua. Akushe we're gonna be makish, the sprinklings that he does in front, the sprinklings that he does on top. Ma, al mam is just as the implication uh, that sprinkling that he does on top means that it's actually touching the kapores. Af lifnei al mam is show the sprinkling that he does lifnei should actually touch the, the bottom part of the of the of the kapores. So maybe we can make the analogy between the al and the lifnei by the par to teach that actually even even the ones done below are are actually touching the kapores. So let's back up. What in the world we have here? Just elaborate a little bit more clarification here. We're talking about the hazos that he does of the par and the sari. The Mishnah said you do one on top and seven on bottom. So one on top of the Kavar's, one, on, and then the bottom half of the kapparas, seven. So what does that mean? So the posture shot would be that it's touching the kapparas. So you're making the blood make contact with the kapparas. So we're learning they know. It just means the direction that you do it, the way you hold your hand upwards or downwards, like this or like that. But really um, the, the blood is falling onto the floor. And it just means that the blood goes opposite top of the kapparas or opposite the bottom part of the kapparas. And the question is, how do we know this? Right? How do we know this? So let's just back up what the Torah says and what the Torah doesn't say. So interestingly enough, um, by both the par and the year, the Torah says do up and down. That's clear. It says do up and down. But here's the weird part. By par, it doesn't say how many up, and it says seven down. By soar, it's just the opposite. It says one up, and it doesn't say how many down. So we're going to see in a minute that the pariah is going to learn one from the other. Because the Torah emphasizes by the soar do like you did by the par. So if I say, if I know that... If I know it's seven down by the par, then I know it's seven down by the zaref. If I know if it's one up by the czar, then I know it's one up by the power. So that therefore makes a lot of drushes you can make because once, anyways, we're going to learn one from the other. So why, butchala, does the Torah I have to emphasize the that 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 let's say by the power that you do one up, and why, butchala, does the by the Torah I have to write by the sar that you do that you do it down, right? Anyways, you're going to learn it from the other one. So we, we now have extra words. So the Gemara was trying to make a that's, that It said it by Sarit to say that, 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 that just as lifnei, the pasher pshat in lifnei, is that it's not touching the kaporez. It's just in front of it. So too Al isn't actually touching it. Says so the Gemara, make the opposite drashah. By power it says extra unnecessarily that it's touching the top of the kaporez. And we're going to learn that Justice Al is actually touching. So you can look at it both ways. So, how do we know? So, the Gemara gives a response, Hi, Maya what kind of argument is that? If you say that we're using the, the, the extra pasuk by the sot year, and it's coming to tell you that what? That Justice Lifne doesn't have to touch the kapar, so too Al doesn't. That's good. I, right, what are we going to do with the Joshua pie Why did the Torah write? Uh, the the, the on top for par, that's extra. The answer is the of the par, brother, of it's gonna, we know what to do with that because You want to know why it said al This is the, the the sprinkling that you do from the bowl on top. So it says al it comes to teach a prototype. It says, it says the word pene front. It's associated with the eastern side. Um, that's and that's, Why does that help us? Because now, like other times in the Torah, where the Torah uses those words. Um, wherever it uses the word pene, then it emphasizes that it's only Osir for the eastern side. Where would that be relevant? It says, like in another Pasuk, it says that the Kohen Galo shouldn't come anytime he wants into the Kodesh, Al So we learn it's only Osir for the Kohen Gallo to the Kodesh of Kodashim if he comes in from the eastern side. Let's say he flies in or goes through one of, that, one of the back entrances on the western side, there's no or Why? Because it says Al Pene Akaporas. Al Pene means through the eastern side. How do we know Al Pene means in the eastern side? Because here, by the power, it's saying in the Pasuk, he's the best so we can understand why the Torah would say al even if really we could have learned that one from the start because that teaches us another drasha that we want to have in our back pocket. If we're really using the uh, the the from par to make that kish, and it's teaching you just as the it top, it's hitting the hitting hitting the kapur. So to the bottom, one should hit the as Then what what what's the purpose of writing lamata dizar? We're going to be left without knowing what to do with those words. The only way we know what to do with those words is to say that it's teaching us. That just as lamata of sowyer is just lifting a caprice, not actually touching it, so too the, 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 the butt applications on top don 't actually teach don 't actually touch the kaparas. So, the bottom line is, what did we just establish? One simple, pa- one simple fact that when the Kohen Gadal is doing the sprinklings on Yom Kippur, the Achas lelmalah L- and the Sheva Lamata, it just means the directions in which he spritzes the blood, where it goes opposite the Kaporets. There is never any contact with the blood and the Aaron. So now we're going to elaborate in these Pesukim that we were just referencing. That was a little hard because we didn't know the Breyzit yet. Now we're going to learn the B'raisa. The Breyzit goes through the procedure. First, first the Pasuk says first we're talking about by the Sotyer again, the one you're going to do second. He sprinkles it on the we know how many sprinklings are done with the blood of the ego. We know it's one. Why? Because the Lashon of the Pasuk is Behisa. Oso. Oso is clearly mashed on one. So you're doing one sprinkling on top. I don't know how many sprinklings are done at the bottom. It just says you sprinkle Lifneakapurus. How many? So I Don, first of all, I can make a, I can make a, a reasoning like this. I could think about it like this. Never I know you're supposed to you sprinkle the blood below by the bowl. by the bowl. The already says that by the power. So maybe here too. Never sar. now we're talking about the ego. Just as with the bowl, how many of them am I doing below is seven? so too with the with the goat. The sprinklings that I'm doing below are seven. That's what we assume we learn one from the other. The price is mechetayz. Oh, think about it the other way. Never dama mala Basar. Think about it all by the ego. By the ego, the Torah emphasizes you do one on top, and never dama l'malah And it said on the bottom you sprinkle. So maybe I'll say l'mal achas. Just as when I sprinkle on top with the ego, it's one. So too when I'm sprinkling on the bottom, it's one. So how do I, I don't know if I should learn l'matet from l'mal or from l'matet d'pak. So near l'midomet. Who should I compare it to? The goat sprinkling below, what, 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 to what is it more comparable? I should learn below from below and not below from my top. So therefore it makes more sense to compare it to below of the par and know that it's seven. It's the opposite. You should learn, keep it internal, keep it within the sar. I should learn the bottom of the sar from the top of the sar, not the bottom of the sar from the bottom of the par. Seems like a strange thing. Why am I running to the bull when, when I could learn it from the sar? So I don't know which way to go. So bottom line is, I'm not sure how many how many asos I do lamata by the sawyer. It says in the passage, you do by the sawyer like he did by the parash. Those words are action. Why does he have to say as he did? The Torah is going to, go, to talk about the goat sprinkling. Mata maloma asa. We learn, option kola asiyos shalvos. He's coming to tell me that the amounts that he does, the, the procedure should be the same. Therefore, trust is like with the bull. How many am I doing? Lamata. The Pasuk says, Shevah. So that's step one. Step one is that we learn, since it explicitly says by the par that, that, that he's doing seven below, so too by the sar, we know he's doing seven below. Again, based on the words in the Pasuk that he's doing kasher asa dama Okay, so now we go back the other way. What did it say explicit? We know that the Dhamma explicitly, he's an oso that it was one on top. But by the par, we don't know how many do on top. We've learned that we do a lot of sprinklings below, seven sprinklings below with the bull. And with the he-goat, I also know seven below. I don't know how many sprinklings I do on top with the bull. Because all the the pasuk, the pasuk is pretty vague. It just says in the pasuk, um, Welcome to ball, Doesn't say how many he's doing. By this sorry it says Oso, that it's one. By the power of it doesn't say how many. So I don't know how many So when we get back into the same type of logic that can't bring us to a conclusion. I could start off thinking never done Mala but never It says how many is sprinkled on top by the egoat, and it says it it it's dead there one. And it says to sprinkle by the bull on top. Just by the egoat, it says one visa oso have So maybe maybe so too with the bull it should be one. I could think about it that way. Oh I can think about it differently. Never It says blood that I do lamata by the par. And it says blood that I do on top by the par. Just as when I do it below with the par at seven, so do the number of fingers I do on top with the blood. It should be seven with the par. Learn par from par. It says the price of the same circle here. Who should, where, where should I learn the blood, the blood sprinkling that's going on top from? I should learn on top of my top. So I should learn from the soror's one and not from the one, not from par lamala from par lamata. Better learn from par from par than par from soror. So maybe just as par lamata is sheva, so do par lamala Shava. sheva. So I'm stuck. I don't know how many sprinklings I do with the par lamala, Go back to that same pasuk. What does it say by the ego? It says by the ego, he's doing the same thing. Again, that was extra. So We learn it din that you do the exact same thing by the sor as you do by the par. So, by process of elimination, if I know that by the sor I do one lamala, the hechech, I do one lamala by a par same way first like we learned up before that there's seven below by the power so two there's seven below by the sara and the inverse same so, same way by the sara there's one on top so two by the power there's one on top so i'm gonna make a little, really really quick summary of this all these droshers this very simple point here what the Torah did say explicitly and what we have to learn up. what the Torah did say explicitly is that with by both the power and the sara you're sprinkling on top and on bottom that's clear if the Torah said explicitly with the power only is that it's seven below, it did not say how many on top. By the sorrow is the exact inverse. It says explicitly you do one on top, it did not say how many I do on the bottom. But since the Torah says I do by the sorrow exactly like I do by the power, I learn one from the other. So the same way I know it's seven lamata by power, I know it's seven lamata by sara. In the same way it said explicitly it's one lamala by sara, I know it's one lamala by power. That's the overall point to the brites, a very simple point. So I know it's ahas, malah lamata by both. Now, it therefore ends up, that was the first part of what we did, is that you end up with some extra words. The words that emphasize that it should be ala for lifni are extra. Because once anyways I'm going to learn one from the other, why not just rely on that baklal? Once I'm going to have to learn the number, why not just learn the whole thing from it? So I get extra words. So the Gemara ends up darshining that from the Sawyer that it said extra, superfluously, it said, lifnei akapores to say that just as lifnei akapores is not mashmats touching the kapores, so too the al is mashmats not touching the kapores. And we learn the very important fact that the blood is not actually touching the kapores. Ah, what about, why did the Torah unnecessarily say, by the par, al Pine akapores? kapores The Torah says to tell me a different thing, a binyan av that I just store away in my back pocket, that wherever it says pine, it means east. And that stores away for other halachas that might come up in the Torah. Okay, weiter. The Mishnah said achas, 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 achas So ahas, How do you count? So you say achas, achas then you continue when you do the down. You do achas vaachas, right? One on top, one on down. Then achas well, like, you know, That I did one on top and now two on bottom. If you don't marry the way you count it is the opposite. Achas, you start with one. Achas vaachas, one and one. Then you say achas, two and one. Then you say, So they count it differently. So the Gemara says, One counts it the way the locals counted in his place, and one counts it the way the locals counted in his place. What does the Gemara mean? How do you say, when I say like in English, I say 21, right? Say 22. So I do first the cloud and then the prat when I'm counting. So I keep 20 the same, and then I go on to the specific, 21 and 22 and 23. You could do it the opposite. 3 and 20, 4 and 20, 5 and 20, and keep the prat first different. So over here, it's not, Plural, but it's the constant. The one, the achas is staying the same here. It's always achas. So one way of doing it is okay, the way we would say same way you'd say 21, 22, 23, you keep the 20 the same, you do that first. So you say achas, achas achas, achas achas, achashal. Achas, achas. That's Rebbe Mayer. Rabbi does the opposite. You always mention the prod first. So you would do like one and twenty, two and twenty, three and twenty, four and twenty. Whatever the one that's switching in your counting, that's the one you mentioned first. So two so here. You're gonna do what, that's the, the question in terms of counting, if you if you switch it, if you switch it first or you switch it second. You switch it second. But everybody agrees. Now the Gemara says, Everybody agrees that you don't just say achas once, you, you, that, that you did Lamala. It's a funny thing. All the rest of them, you only count once, right? All the downward ones, you're only making one count but by each downward count, I chazer over that I did one upward one. Why am I doing that? Like my time, why am I chazering over? Achaz, achaz, vi achaz, achaz time. Why do I have to keep on referencing that I did one lamala? So the Gemara says, not to make a mistake. What does it mean not to make a mistake? It's very practical. It keeps you, it gives you a second to think. Because <laughs> if you keep on repeating that you did one on top, before I say the number that I'm up to lamata, I can think for a second. So it keeps me. It gives me more awareness. Interesting as far. It's like you see this by serious Like you start saying and like you start cal- like calculating. What did I just say? You know, like what did I say yesterday? So if I say between each one, it keeps me. It keeps me going. There's actually zayir zekasim. It says in front of the kapar Yaza. Now that word yaza is actually tamalam yaza. doesn't have to say yaza. Why? Because it says in the beginning of the Pasik. The He's of that he's doing and then it says, and in front of the Kaparis, yaze he sprinkles. You should just say, and in front of the Kaparis, because it already said in the beginning of the Pasuk the action of sprinkling. It's telling you that the first sprinkling has to be counted again together with each of the seven. So Yaze we're saying like this, a very interesting thing. It doesn't mean sprinkling, it's teaching us that he has to count. Bani is doing the seven down. Yaza, he must reference that he sprinkled one up. While he's doing the Sheva there's a din of Yaza that he should count the minion of the, of, of that he sprinkled on top. So as the Gmar now, What's the difference now between our Blossom and B'yohan? one One's saying it's a practical thing, and one's learning up a din in the Xeris HaKosov that you have to keep on counting the one that you did Lamala while you're doing the one's Lamata. So what's the of Baiminaos? Let's say you didn't make a mistake, but you didn't make the counting. According to Rabbi Yochanan, you're not yitze. In other words, you have to redo them. Why? Because it's Xeris and everything on Yom Kippur is Ma'achiv. It's Xeris HaKosif. This din minion, you have to keep on referencing. Yaza means count. You have to keep on referencing it. If you don't do it, you have to do the sprinklings again. Engel, like Rabbi Losev, is just a practical spar to help you keep track. So if you didn't mess up the minion, you didn't mess up the minion, everything's fine. Fascinating dispute over here. The minion might be very important. Next time you know Yom Kippur, you're saying it, it's not much like a din. Achas it's like uh, according, according to Rabbi Yochanan. So what's going on? So he switches, right? Because he does the power first, and he's going to do the sire. So he went, he goes out of Kodesh Kedoshim, he puts down the bull's blood on the stand, and then he takes the sire. The so, so then it, the Mishnah was saying that the Tanakh holes there were two stands, right? You would take one, put one down for the power, take the sire one, come back with the sire one, put it on a second stand, and take the power again. And Jesus says, no, there's only one stand. Why? We'll have to see. Reb Elder was only one stand. So he was like, forced to like, take off the one from the, for the power before he'd be able to put the one back from the sari and so on and so forth. He would only one stand. Tanaka Mel, was two. Revuda says only one. So first we're going to approach Reb from a different angle. From an angle in the bright side, we're going to see from uh, Shkalim. And then we'll come back to understand our mission. So Tanana, we learned over there in the we're going to describe. You do Omer, and the anti. So we're talking about the basic Used to have different donation boxes. They were called shofras. and they were people would just insert coins for different things, and we would allocate them to different funds. So one of the things was the Tanakama mentioned was for people who were mechuli of a pair of birds, right? Somebody since, they're mechuli of karmel different types, zava, zav, those types of things. So 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 ones ones an ola. So they would have a box for that. Zalker there was no box collection box for. The chovos for the of the of the bird pairs other types there were let's say donated olos bird olos there was a special collection box he wanted to bring bird olos. he dropped off money in the box but for the carbonos chova which is one hat one ola no collection box why not what's going on so Yosef we're scared that the coin might make a mistake and he might make a mistake when he's taking out the money between the Chova box and the Nadava box. And then he, all the karbanas are going to be no good. Why? Because from the ola from the donation box, they're all olos. From the chova boxes, one bird is an olah, one bird is a chatas. So the coin doesn't understand. He makes a mistake when he's taking. So let's say he's going to do them all olos, but in the reality it's he's supposed to do some of them chatas. And vice versa. If he you know, if he thinks when the olos wants some of them are khatas, he's going to do half of them lamata. When half of them, in fact, they should be done all the So because of that, we're scared he's going to make a mistake, and we have no only have a collection box for the donated ones. That's why there's no confusing, no nothing confusing at all. It says the What's so complicated? Make two boxes and label them. Is this really so hard? The coin's going to get make a mistake. Why don't you just label this one is the Dovah, this one, this one, this one is Hova. Why is it complicated? Why can't we rely on labeling? Put up a sign. Zok the Gemara, Yehuda less like Siva. Top of the does not rely on writing labeling something to protect. We are I mean you would think it's the most practical thing, right? You write a sign, and remember, this one's khovah this one this one this one's nadava. Nobody's gonna get no Kohen would get confused when he take the wrong one. So the Gemara. that's our Mishnah the a there's only one stand. He, and, and the Kohen Gadol has to has to switch has the, the, to the take off the one that he's going to use next, and then put on the, the p- put on the con the one that he just did in the kashrut. Why is he not? Why are we making it so hard? When we just have two stands, like the, like the Tanakama. Moshiach from the Michlafi We're scared that he might get mixed up with the bloods if there was two stands and he would have them both sitting there, he might get mixed up, which one's the sar, which one's the par. Aye, so why, you'll have that question over there. Why don't you just have two stands and label them, put a big sign up, this is par, this is sar. Must be, that's the vart. Rebihudah, that's like siva. We see in our Mishnah, that's why Rebihudah only allows there to be one stand, because he's concerned that if you would make two and label them, the Kohen Gadot might get confused and take the wrong one. And Mameelah, we see Rebihudah does not rely on siva. So too, Rebihudah l'shitasa. Now, in kinim... And by the by the kingdom Chova and Masach Hashkalim, he doesn't want to have a special collection box for the Chova because since there's a different collection box for the Nadava, we're scared the Kohen Gadol might inadvertently take the wrong one and make all the kavanas wrong. Therefore, we say only one type can have a collection, and we picked Nadava over Chova. Chova has no collection. You want to bring it, you're gonna to have to have a separate thing. Go bring your money, buy birds, but don't just drop off your money. We're scared the Kohen, the coin might get mixed up. For the is this really true? Rabbi doesn't rely on Siva Meisvei, that mission said. There were thirteen different collection boxes. cost of a There were different things that were written to label them. the new column The new Shkala means from each year post Nissan that are used for the new carbarnos of the year. the old column Old column is let's say like. If somebody has an old debt that they didn't pay last year. So it was a different collection. They're not going to use the money for this year's carbonos. It was a different collection. It went most care for lunch column what exactly it went for. But it wasn't used for this year's carbonos. So it was a different collection box. We better make sure those boxes don't get mixed up. How do we make sure we rely on the labels? Kenim, there was a burn for Kinim. goes Leola for young birds birds. for wood, Lavona, Zav, Lechafores. Gold for that they would use for the Klishari, Shisha, dava and six. Other ones that were used for six different types of donating things, you could bring old on six different forms of animals or, or birds. So they had six different types. Anyways, the Mishnah goes on to elaborate. The new shkalm, the ones that were used for each and every year, meaning the new trima that they're using for the Kappana's post Misa. Taklan in the old one. Mishal shakal shakal. There was somebody who forgot to give the shekel last year. He gives it. He repays his debt the next year, but again, it goes to a different thing. Kenan, Hain, goes Ola, Kulun, is the bird And we say that there are bird pairs. Those are the doves, the young Ola birds, those are the pigeons. All of them go as regular donated, donated uh, carbonus Ola. Div Rebuda, none of them are used for Kova. So we see that even though Rebuda does not have a special box for Kova, again, that was his big thing. For carbonus Kova, where one is a Chatas and one is an Ola, you do not have a special collection box. That was Rebuda's thing. We're we're trying to explain the reason why is that we can't rely on having different ones in the coin and having them labeled because we're still scared even with the labeling that the coin might take the wrong one and think it's something else. But now, what, what are we seeing? We see from the Mishnah that labeling definitely could pre- prevent us from getting confused. Even Rabbi Yehuda allows there to be all these different types of boxes with different labels. You know, you have the old column and the new column. You can make the same thing. Maybe the coin is going to get mixed up. Maybe the coin is going to take the wrong box. Evidently, we're not concerned. Even Rabbi Yehuda is fine for that. So now, obviously, that's not the reason for Rabbi Yudah, why we don't have Kinei It can't be because of confusion. We have completely slugged that up. Now, we need, so what do we need to do now? We actually need to do two things. We need to understand why Rebidah doesn't have a collection box for Cholva then. If we prove that he does rely on labeling and he's not concerned for the getting mixed up, so question comes back. Why not have a collection box for Cholva? And number two, we, we lost shot in our Mishnah. Why in our Mishnah is Rebidah saying that there's only one stand for the blood? Until now, we could say, oh, she Lushita, so you're not concerned that, that we're concerned the coin coming stuff. Now we prove that's not true. And there must be a different reason why there's not a collection box for Cholva, so the question comes back. Why is, why do you need, why, why is there only one stand? So to get an answer to that second question, we have to wait till tomorrow's death. Today, we're just going to focus, where we are right now, is why in, 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 in Mesech Hashkollah, Rabbi Yehuda does not have a collection box for Chovah, if in fact he's not concerned for XIVA. So the Gamari now gives a different answer. He also came from the from, Tavava, from Ratzel. He said, Amar Marava. they said over in Ratzel, We're scared that you know what's going to happen. One of the people is going to drop off money that day and die. And what happens when they're Chovah, one of them is an Ola, one of them is a Khatas. There's a big difference. Ola, there's no problem. The owner died. Okay, the owner died. You bring us in the What's the big deal? It still could be a kosher carvah. But has unique halacha that all the kedushas goes away. Right? It's, it has to go to misa. So now I have tons of coins in a box, and maybe the owner died, and now the coin doesn't know this that he just goes and he brings the money, and he's bringing chatas shemaisubaleha. So we say no. None of this. No. None of this system where you just drop off money to bring a khatas. We're scared the owner is going to die. So it sounds like the P'sha'an, the says, Tanaqama is not chayish for somebody dying that day. Rebbe is Yitzchai, somebody might die. Is anybody scared? Is there, is there something you're supposed to declare, maybe somebody's going to die today? It says in a Mishnah, Let's say somebody doesn't bring his carbon to the base of He sends it from overseas. Meaning, I know you're going to Yerushalayim. I cannot myself appear. I'm too busy, so I send my carbon with you. Now that's an interesting thing. What about Shmicha? It tells us there's a bunch of places speaks about this. Smicha, do we have to have an ability to do smicha? I just send my carbon with somebody else. It seems that it's okay. Sometimes we say the ability to do smicha is ma'akev. All the times we say the ability to do smicha is not ma'akev. Bottom line is, it sounds like there's such a concept. I'm not going to appear. I'm sending my animal with you. Now, what's the problem? The that the owner died, how could they bring it in the base of Mikdash? The Kohen in the, in the base of Mikdash is able to be macrovate, assuming that the person is still alive. What's he said? He said it's Chazaka. If I'm clearing right now, maybe the person who sent it died. Chazaka says, I know he was alive, I can assume he's still alive. So we're not concerned about the possibility bishaita, that, somebody, that somebody had died. So when somebody, all the thing people stuck in money to the box, why are you clearing? What well, you're saying you can't have a collection box. Why? Because the coin's going to go to bring it. He has to declare that what? In the time that he brought it, maybe somebody died. So Gemara, they have chazaka. The same way you could send the Chathos from and say, I'm going to rely on Chazaka. So you have all the money, you rely on Chazaka, you rely on that all the owners are alive. Why is that a reason not to have the collection? So, the Gemara, a tricky point. Shim chata, You're right. It's not pshat, we're concerned that, that the Kohen can't bring it because maybe somebody died. You want to declare somebody, maybe somebody died? Chazaka says no. But what's going to happen if we find out that somebody died? If we know for sure that somebody died, then for sure we can't bring, so there, are, there definitely is some money here. It's Chate So if it was an animal, okay, if we find out that the owner died, we wouldn't bring it. But here, if it would come that we find out somebody died, I wouldn't know what money is no good. And then we're in a tricky, a tricky situation. I have a huge pile. Some of it is Chate Shemesu money, and it's mixed up with the rest. So in that chance that we find out, then we'd be stuck in a horrible predicament. Okay, now I want to talk about two in here. Number one, but why should I be that such a thing might happen? Khazaka says it won't happen. The same way if you're a Kohen right now, you don't know anything, if anybody died. You have a right to go bring it all because somebody died, Chazakah. So when you're declaring, if we should set up a system of having a collection, why well, say don't set up a system because of the possibility that you might for sure find out somebody died and then you'll have a and you won't know what to do with it. I was like, Chazaka says, you don't have to be concerned. Tiret says, a very long, point. Chazaka can tell you what to do in a present moment. In a present moment, you don't have to declare somebody died. But Chazaka does not predict the future. So if you're setting up a system and you say, don't be concerned with possibility that somebody might tell you that an owner will die. Chazaka can't tell you that. You should have to be concerned that maybe you'll find out an owner died. So you have to make the system in a way that transcends that. And that's why we don't have it. Uh, we, not, we can't have it. We couldn't figure out a way. That's point number one. Point number two is what's with pittel? Why can't it just be pittal? You have a big problem. You're gonna find out the owner died. Okay, so it'll be pittal. What's wrong with pittel? I have a little milk that falls in, right? A little a little, a little, trefa, a little trefa chicken mixed, got mixed with my kosher chicken. It's pittal. So I have a lot of money. Some of the money, most of the money is fine. I'm gonna find out that one person died. What's with betel? What's the problem? I'll find out, okay, we'll be betel, if I don't know which one it is. The Gemara still doesn't accept it for a difference. For a surprising reason, if you find out that the one person died, take however much money he gave, the Gemara picks four zoos, four zoos is a little bit arbitrary. The point is, you take however much money it is that it cost to buy the birds, and throw those in the river, get rid of four, that amount of money, all the rest of my mutter, the Gemara is like, what's the big deal? Some of the money is no good. Randomly take that amount of money, throw it in the river. Everything else is fine. Gemara a pella. How could such a thing be? I don't know which money it is. Each person gave money. So what are we saying? We're saying when I now pick this up, it's going to determine that that was the money that that guy gave. Mechatesi. So the Gemara assumes you see this from the next line of the Gemara that is based upon the principle of brera, but it's a very strange application of Braira. That's not normal brera. Normal prayer is, just to give an example, I make an of Tchumen. I don't know which direction I'm going to make. So I make one to the right, one to the left, and I say, I'll, I'll just tell you tomorrow which one is my real Eirith. Here, the person just put in the money. He didn't say based upon his, my future Das. Now the coin is going to randomly decide which money was that guy's money? How does that mean? What does Gemara want? So you shouldn't say, you have to say, the Gemara means that the system should work, that everybody puts in their money, that which one is my money, whatever the coin will decide. <laughs> Everybody puts it in with that das, and then and when the coin finds out that one owner died, he, re- he could just randomly take four and, and say that was his, and then it's this bar. Okay. That's what everybody's thinking. So when I says, Rabbi let's lay Breira. You know what the pshat is? Rebuda doesn't subscribe to Breira. Breira, this concept of deciding a previous das, braced upon a, da, a later das, is called Breira, where you initially leave something open. I, I'm making an error. I'll decide which direction tomorrow. Rebuda doesn't say that doesn't hold the prayer. A das has to be clear. You want to make a halos, you want to give money, that's your money. You can't give money, oh, to be determined which one is mine. That doesn't work. Rabiudah doesn't hold the prayer. It's machlok es So therefore, So I can't do that. So since so l'shitasa can't do that, therefore we can't. So let's make a summary where we are. We're going to stop here for today. The bottom line is we know in machlok es in our Mishnah, if there were two stands or one stand. The Tanakh had two stands, one stand to hold the, the bull's blood, one stand to hold the Sardar's blood. Rabbi says, No, 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 you got to only have one stand. Why? What, what, what's the big deal? Initially, the Gemara took the route that we're concerned that the Kohen Galdo is going to mix them up. So, if the Gemara labeled them? Eh, it's not good enough. Even when you label stuff, the Kohen Galdo still might get mixed up. That was the initial approach of the Gemara. And the Gemara wanted to say that's Rabbi the that we don't have Kinem for chova because we're concerned it's going to get mixed up for the collection box that is Lenin and Tafa. That was the Gemara's basis. The Gemara completely refuted that because there were many other collection boxes that were labeled for different. Things. So we see Rebuda does rely on labeling. So now we're going to have to figure out tomorrow why Rebuda has one stand. That's completely left-hanging. But in terms of the Mishnah understanding why Rebuda didn't have a collection, a collection box for Kineh the answer emerges that we're, going to, we're concerned that we'll find out that one of the owners died. We won't be able to bring all the rest of the money because some of the money is Chatz for I take out four and just throw it into the sea and decide uh, retroactively with prayer. That was the one. Rebuda does not hold a berera, therefore it can't be done. The Tanakama holds a berera, so therefore if we find out somebody would die, we would just take the money out. Rebuda doesn't subscribe to berera and that wouldn't uh, be a good solution.